Welcome to Time Out for Anesthesia. In these episodes, you'll hear a variety of experts discuss data, analytics, and strategies that can help you modernize and empower your anesthesia practice. We want this podcast to really benefit you, so if you have any questions or a specific topic you'd like Time Out to discuss, you can email us at timeout at graphiumhealth.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome everybody back to another episode of Time Out for Anesthesia. I'm David Henderson, uh, the producer of the show, usually behind the scenes. Also welcoming again, John Lutz. Um, John Lutz Hello. is also an onboarding specialist. You heard from him previously, and we wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that subject. And so John Lutz actually suggested that we bring on another guest, and we're going to have him, another onboarding specialist with Graphium Health, here with us today. Um, and I'll let John go ahead and introduce him. Sure. So in my uh, my onboarding overview call, uh, you know, it was uh, just kind of a very uh, programmatic way to kind of go through everything that we do. But like David said, we thought it'd be a good idea to bring in some of the actual characters that we'll see during onboarding. Um, and uh, none more important, of course, than uh, Frank Dansby. Um, I'm looking at my screen here because I'm going to bring up my uh, my screen here in a second here. Um, but I'm going to bring in, we're going to bring in Frank Dansby to go through a couple of uh, important parts. Um, in this section, we'll be talking about the site prep area. All right. Welcome, Frank Dansby. Uh, so, Frank, we've done a little introduction of you. I'll do a little bit more. Uh, Frank Dansby is, you know, leads up our support. Um, you know, usually if you come in with support questions, he is he's going to be the first person that kind of quarterbacks all those questions. So that's where you get handed off after the onboarding. But during the onboarding, of course, he's, he's crucial in a number of roles. Uh, one that we'll be focusing on today would be that area that I call site prep, um, specifically all the equipment and the hardware that we kind of talk and recommend for people and how that goes about best practices we've seen and that kind of stuff. So, so Frank, I'm, I'm sharing my screen right now in a, in a demo, uh, you know, a demo go live uh, project plan where we've you know established the org and the facilities here. Of course, we don't have actual names here, but um, I would say just kind of start talking over this section right here, you know, why do we get demo barcodes and what we use them for and, and really hit on the equipment, why we like different iPads and, and which ones we like, where they can find that stuff. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so um, barcodes, yeah, they're important, especially if when using the iPad or our application, it basically puts you right into the patient or the encounter information. So that way, you know that you're definitely matched up with exactly the patient that you're looking to chart on. Perfect. Um, beyond that, so as far as the iPad itself, like mentioned, um, typically what we tend to recommend for our iPads, the iPad use is a current iPad Pro. Um, reason being is that if you were to purchase that today on one of the current iPad Pros that Apple's put out, then it'll be good for you know the next three to five years. Um, so it has adequate memory, storage, um, and a good battery. So that way you you won't be having to repurchase new hardware with each new iteration every year. Um, so it, it just really becomes uh, critical going forward with our platform to have something that is the most current thing you can get. Buy, buy it hey, next or buy it twice kind of deal? That's good. That's kind of right. <laughs> And Frank, have you ever, have you, what kind of issues have you experienced in the past? Have you ever had anybody purchase an older iPad 
Um, yes. And if so, what kind of what kind of things do you see happen in their workflow when they do that? Well, essentially, you know, there is this idea that you know, use what you can get by with today because it works and it, it makes sense. But one of the things that Apple does not publish is the amount of memory in an iPad. Now you can find it; it's online. Um, it's not really hidden. It's just not something they broadcast. But you run into memory issues. So with our application specifically, being that it is uh, cloud-based and it needs a real-time connection, uh, memory becomes a big deal. And so when you're storing multiple photos, you know things like the um, ultrasound machine, you know any of the demographics, etc., any or nerve blocks, any of that stuff will actually increase the memory usage, and therefore you experience a lot of lagging and issues on the application. So older hardware really does slow you down. So you get by by going slower and or not working. And when you say memory, obviously what you're talking about is RAM. I think it's Correct. probably confused a lot. Like people like, well, which one I get the, the 64 gig one? That's the memory we want. Like, we really don't care about that, right? I mean, there's, that, that's, that's really right. kind of completely, but yeah, the, the actual RAM, and like you said, you can find it places and stuff yeah. like that. So, Fair point. Memory yeah. and storage are totally different, although often confused. I definitely saw one user using an old, the first generation iPad mini that worked with a pencil. And I was astounded that it worked. <laughs> she said she liked it and worked well. I'm like, okay. And I just wanted to let her know, like, well, it might not work forever, especially as we add more features and stuff like that. But yeah. Definitely those those iPad Pros. Um, yeah, uh, we also talk about cases a little bit. And of course, we have a whole article on this where we kind of go through all of our best, you know, recommended things. And we're always keeping that updated. And during the onboarding process, we'll, of course, send that out to people. But of course. Um, I don't know. We, I love talking about cases, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny because everyone has the particular variation of color of what they like. And, you know, for home use, that's great. But when you're actually, you know... When you got to think about the different scenarios. Like when you're at home, you're you're going to be sitting, um, rarely standing or moving, and so you you find what's comfortable. Or you may be actually docking it on a desk, you know, whatever. However, when you are in anesthesia um, or actually working in healthcare, you are often on the move, or you are standing, or you are moving with it. You need something that actually has a grip and not a flap that will go over the screen and it rolls back behind and covers the camera. So we tend to recommend, you know, it's a, it's a foam case. It originally started as for kids, essentially. But it protects the, the iPad, and it usually has a carrying handle. And so yeah. it makes it easy to grip. There, there's a I love that case. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> yeah, mean, it's, got, it's got that thing on the, it's got a hole in the back for the camera too. Yeah. Right. So you're not covering yeah. it up, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, they cost so, like 15 bucks. They're, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so many times we'll go into hospitals and they'll get these wonderful $50 cases. I'm like, those are great. They're going to be horrible. Yeah. Don't use that. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter what brand you buy of those things. They're on Amazon for so cheap. Right. Everyone makes right. But yeah. And you can throw the iPad and it usually is fine. Right. Not that I recommend it, but you can. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> screen protector is always a good, you know, good best practice as well, but I think we're probably ad nauseum on, on the uh, actual hardware. So great. Check out the hardware section. Get a good iPad. It's worth it. Buy it nice. Buy it twice. Um, or buy it twice. Don't buy it twice, of course. Um, <laughs> another big deal, of course, is printers. Obviously not something that you know people think about. Like, wait a second, aren't we going digital? Well, well yes, you are going digital. But sometimes there are use cases for printers. Um, so, Frank, what, what are your recommendations on printers? What, what do we usually tell people? Well, the bottom line is that, you know, the printer has to be on the same network as the iPads, as well as, you know, AirPrint capable. 
because these are iPad, you know, iOS devices, and they can only print to devices that are capable of doing AirPrint. So there is that as a caveat. Um, as far as brands, um, most most brands work very very well. Um, we tend to recommend a brother uh, brother printers because they are efficient. They are more often than not just monochrome printing and ubiquitous. You can get them almost anywhere. Um, but it also makes the toner restock is very inexpensive. And really all you're doing is just printing a basic report or record. And that's if you're printing, of course. Right. So we, we tend to recommend those. Um, there is there is scenarios in which we can utilize an existing printer. And those almost always have airprint capabilities. And so we, we work with the IT teams to make sure that the printer that they have is compatible and so, so on and so forth. But basics, airprint capable. And even if printing is not a part of your workflow, you might just be working and somebody be like, oh, can you just rip me off a print of that real quick? And yeah, the answer is yes, as long as there's a printer on your network. And you might not be using it every day in your workflow, but hey, if you need a quick printing, it's, it's, it's an easy way to do it. Now, there are other ways to do it, obviously, from the dashboard, depending on what oh, you're yeah. doing, of course. But, uh, but yeah, if you, if you want to try to do it on the fly, we always want to make sure. One of the that. interesting questions I think that comes up is, well, why, why print? You know, what would be the scenario? Well, often the scenario is packers. So they may actually need to see print out of the record. And so therefore you print out to the pack to you. Right. And it's that way they have a copy of it. That, that is almost always yeah, a reason case. why if we have, if we have back integrations with billing and the host DHR system, et cetera, the only reason why we print in that scenario is for the nurses if they don't have access. Right. All right. The biggest, most important part of hardware that we ever talk about when we go to hospitals, surgery centers, whatever, you know, where we're going with this Wi-Fi, internet connectivity, bring, yeah, so bring it on, bring it home. <laughs> like, like mentioned, right? So our, our application uses real time interface. So it has to have a solid connection at all times to work. Um, so basically testing to make sure that there is adequate coverage throughout Everywhere that you will be using the, the iPad is, is critical. So OR, PACU, um, even as you tra basically traverse the network, um, sometimes in pre-op or holding. So there, there's, there is that to discuss. Um, typically, the way that you can test that just as a really basic, basic test is to take an iPad and literally walk to those locations and around and test your signal strength. Also... Yep using the application in a test environment or a test facility and actually just charting on a test patient. Um, that will also let you know literally how our application is going to work in that scenario. So yeah. what we, we tend to recommend um, to the IT team, we have a, we have a whole list of recommendations, like it needs to be within, you know, such a signal ratio, uh, noise to signal ratio, I'm sorry, um, within certain signal strength, um, how close the access points need to be or how many of them need to be, um, whether it's on a 5 gigahertz versus 2.4 gigahertz network, et cetera. But another one that we also recommend the most is if you if the IT team can put the, the iPads on its own separate Wi-Fi network. So that way there's no other traffic. There's, there's nothing else that can be in the way, no other floating variables. We know what's going on, essentially. All that easy right. All year, of course, yeah. And I would say, like, the majority of the time we go into facilities and the internet is fine, right? 
Uh, right. you know, the IT group always say that we have the best internet in any hospital in America, of course. Uh, and then the doctors will say, eh, I don't know if that's true. And it's usually somewhere in between, right? Um, you know, rarely we, we run into an issue that's, that's really an issue. And if we do, I don't think we've ever not figured it out with, with our IT group. So, but yeah, crucial, crucial, crucial internet connectivity, right? Um, so it is, and, you know, it's, it's always kind of a misnomer to always just say, oh, it's just the networks to pull it off. Well, right. in this scenario, we, we really can help you figure out what is going on with the network in that case. So, right. Perfect. Last, but, uh, yeah, certainly least in our opinion, uh, the required software simple right yeah our app is a free download from the apple store the app store um but you know one of the things that we haven't talked about is mdm so mobile device management it's not necessary let's put it that way because everything in our app is end-to-end encrypted so there's there's no phi stored in the device so there's there's not a whole lot of need to manage every device from a security point of view in terms of lockdown um it is a good practice though so especially if you have a large organization or you're deploying like, you know, 10 to 15, 20 iPads, that kind of kind of scenario, or you manage other iPads within your, you know, environment that aren't going to be used for graphing. Mobile device management allows you to manage all, all of the iPads in your network remotely. So you can push app updates, you can push the, you know, iOS updates, you can lock them down if need be, et cetera. Um, it is it is extremely valuable to an IT team to be able to do that quickly. Having to go to each iPad, install software, make sure everything's up to date, put in passwords, make sure they all have the right, the iCloud account. It is time consuming. So yes, we recommend it, but is it needed? Right. Yeah. The only thing I think we don't talk about in here that we definitely probably talk back up in the the equipment is like, you know, securing your hardware, you know, depending on, again, on the size of the organization. Do you want a cabinet to put your hardware in at night, charge it, make sure your stuff is charged? Uh, that's, of course, all the hardware stuff, uh, you know, that hardware article that we, we send out to everybody. But, um, yeah, I think in a nutshell, that pretty much wraps up. That's that's basically the site prep communication that we we kind of go through, um, you know, still at a high level. But, uh, right. yeah, that's, that's a lot of good information. Thank <clears throat> you, Frank. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We'll see you next yeah, time. Thank, yeah, thank you guys both. Frank, thanks for being here. John, thanks for being here again. Hope to see you in the future. Of course. (laughs) All right, guys. Take care.